1: Welcome back, Lubari listeners, to another episode of the Lubari Real Estate Podcast, where we talk about real estate and the luxuries that it can buy us. I'm your host, Jasan, the owner and CEO of Lubari Real Estate. And today I have one of my good friends and special guests, Chanel Barnes. And for those of you that don't know, Chanel is like the best ever at what she does. (laughs) And she actually helped me get into real estate. She was my broker and helped me find my very first single family home. I lived it in at a time, and then I was able to turn it into a um, investment property. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, Chanel, uh, can you introduce yourself to the audience, please?
0: Well, hello, hello. Um, I feel like I'm like trying to be official, but at the same time, because you're my friend, I'm like, I don't want to, you know. Oh, no, you're good, be nicknames. you, be you. okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I'm like, uh, should I call him Jason or Jason? (laughs) Uh, But thank you so much for having me. Um, You know, I was actually thinking about it the other day. I was like, oh my God, how many years has it been already? Like time has literally flown since we did your transaction and the fact that it has literally happened the same way that I told you initially like you're going to buy your first investment property and you did and you flipped it into it it's it's amazing so
1: exactly. thank you so
0: much for having me
1: <laughs> Oh thank you for accepting the invite it's a pleasure to have you on the show All right so Chanel um what do you do in real estate and how did you get started
0: Oh So I'm actually going into year 14 of my real estate career. Um, I'm not going to age myself. Don't do that. Don't look like that. Uh, I'm still young and thriving. Okay, don't do that. Uh, But I'm going into my 14th year. I actually started back in college and I started in property management. So um, I tell people all the time, like when it comes to property management, um, it literally was like the pillar of my start of the career because you know, you're in college, I'm working a part-time job. I had no idea that uh, this would be something that I really wanted to pursue later on. Um, I am a real estate broker. I am based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, At one point in time, I did hold four licenses, but I tell people all the time, like, yeah, uh, New Mexico, New Hampshire, Florida, and Georgia. Yeah. Uh, But maintaining those licenses is a thing. And I was only doing a little bit of work in those other states. So, you know, I'm not doing anything in them right now. So all of them are inactive. So primarily in Georgia. And I have recently segued into commercial. So uh, a lot of people are like, hey, you know, I want to buy a house. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not doing residential right now. um, Simply because I was doing residential for 13 years. So now it's time for me to segue into what I call the big dogs, because, uh, you know, commercial is uh, is a different beast altogether, so it's time Absolutely. for me to put some time into commercial. So, I yeah, love
1: it. that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I love it, because you know, you know, commercial, like, especially, like, multifamily, that's my niche. That's my niche. That's oh, yeah. where I'm at, too. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this. I'm going to say it anyway, but commercial ain't no help. Okay. Hey, like, it hey. is you ain't
1: lying you ain't lying <laughs> okay so um like so far like what kind of properties do you own and what kind of properties are you interested in owning or invested in
0: so uh of course my own properties like personal properties that we live in but we also have investment properties and land um i am also segueing for my own personal portfolio uh looking into multifamily just like you um however there is i guess two ways you can look at it. You're either looking at a multi-use. So I'm sure you're aware of like how the Atlanta landscape has changed tremendously. So a lot of multi-use or multi-developments are, you know, your condos or apartments up top, and then you have your shopping centers down below. Um, So I'm kind of studying, if you will, to figure out which way I want to go because the licensing, the permitting, all of that stuff um, is quite different on both avenues. So I'm trying to see like where I could put my money in and not necessarily get me the, the quick jump start because there's nothing quick about real estate, but what gets me the jump start I need so that you are essentially wanting to pull money from these other investment properties and then continuing to grow your portfolio. So. That's right. Like
1: like pulling out the equity, and so that way you can invest and buy more. Exactly. So, what kind of challenges have you faced, and how have you overcome them?
0: In real estate, specifically, um, you know, property management was a beast because Mm -hmm. I really, you know, you have multifamily property management, you have single-family property management, you have commercial property management. Um and I tell people all the time, like being a property manager, you are in the trenches. I don't care what anybody says. Like, if somebody were to I mean, I've had it happen where, you know, people have asked me about managing their properties and I'm just like, no, I'm not doing it. I don't even like to manage my own. So <laughs> like you don't want to deal is, with the
1: three Ts, tennis, termites, and toilets.
0: Oh, it's worse than termites. I'll take termites. Termites are easy. Toilets too are easy. It's the tenants that can be difficult sometimes. And um, I remember having a conversation with a a colleague and um, they were saying to me, they're like, well, what about luxury? And I'm like, luxury tenants are sometimes worse than affordable housing tenants because luxury tenants tend to have this uh, entitled mindset to them. And, you know, you know me, Jason, like for me, it's like, but you're renting. Like that's what I really want to say, but you're renting. Like you're giving me all these problems and, You know, we'll leave that right Right. there. They have that that
1: mindset (laughs) where, like, I'm paying more, so I'm going to demand more. You know, I expect more from you.
0: Correct. And, and I mean, to be fair, like, the expectation is there. Like, if you are paying a certain amount a month, I get it. But me as a property manager, I always look at it as, I treat everybody the same, you know, because at the end of the day, everybody owes rent, period. So I'm going to treat you all the same. Now, if there are aesthetics, or if there's amenities, that might be the differentiation, but at the end of the day, the contract is the contract. So, um, property management was definitely, I mean, it taught me a lot. It taught me how to figure out when somebody's lying <laughs> mine,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> who,
0: who my, my problem tenants were gonna be, if you're gonna tell me a story, when to expect the story to hit, like the 25th of every month, I knew a story was coming down the pipeline, um and it also taught me negotiations and really understanding you know my contracts you know like i joke around all the time and i say i'm an unofficial an attorney because if somebody's saying something to me i'm like well that's all fine and dandy but what does the contract say and like let's really dissect through the contract and um just to plug it in here i'm pretty sure i remember correctly because i i really did it with all of my clients like you and I went through your contract and I was like, do you understand what this means? Like as the attorney was, you know, flipping the pages, I'm like, "Up, oh, stop.
1: <laughs> yep. You <laughs> made sure I understood <laughs> everything. He's like, if, exactly. if I don't understand it or, or you got that, that feeling or like thought that I wasn't sure, but I was just saying, yeah, you'd be like, Nope. Mm-hmm. Explain yep. it to him.
0: Exactly. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it is by far one of the most important, most expensive transactions that you're going to be a part of. And, You know, the last thing I want as a broker is for my clients to say, well, you didn't say that to me or I didn't understand that or, you know, I'm caught up in this situation now and I don't know how to get out of it. So, yeah. So property management was the hardest. It was the biggest lesson, but it also really paved the way. And I would say you looking to become a landlord, you're going to find that as well. You know, the more portfolios that you add, you're just going to be better and stronger as, you know, time progresses.
1: Absolutely, because when you sign on a dotted line like that, that's it. You didn't already sign the contract, and that means that you've like officially agreed to it. So you have to adhere to it; otherwise, there will be consequences.
0: Exactly. Well, and my cleaning lady's upstairs, and I'm like,
1: "Lady, come on!" Like, <laughs> I thought you. uh you did you're good. You good? You good? It's it's not it's not picking up, so so you don't have okay, to worry good. about that. Whew,
0: thank you, Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so how how do you stay up to date with with current like with the with the market and like current trends and you know anything that's changing and fluctuating?
0: Well, so as a broker, obviously I have software systems that I utilize, but net your network is your net worth. Um, I'm mm. pretty sure you've heard that in you know different forums, but truly your network is your net worth. I like to, so for me, I always say that I'm a weasel. Like if I'm in the room with a bunch of different people and I'm hearing of different people in different sectors of real estate, then I find my way around those people just to kind of eavesdrop on conversations to kind of hear like, is this the person that I really want to, you know, have a conversation with? Um, And it's funny because I consider myself an introvert extrovert. So I could you know, show up, I can have a conversation. But, you know, other than that, I like to be in my house. But um, I make sure that I'm intentional about the networking that I do do, um, especially because, you know, you you just find out different nuances and niches. Like, I would even say that, you know, things that I've learned from a sales point of view, look, I tell people all the time, if you're going to get your real estate license, just know that your experience doesn't start until you actually do a transaction. Um, them books don't, they, they teach you stuff, but it's a, the real life experiences are what give you what it is that you need. So, uh, exactly, your network, because you can have is, all
1: the knowledge in the world, but if you don't use it, then
0: right, right.
1: It is, it's worth nothing. It's just stuff right. in your head.
0: Oh, well, and then I say to people, like I said to somebody the other day and they thought I was being funny about it, but I was like, I mean, if you're not going to apply it, then why'd you read the book? You know, you're telling me, oh, you need to read this book, but if you're not applying it, what does it matter? Like, it's just going to stay right there and not go anywhere, like, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you definitely want to network. And then, of course, the books are great, too. Um, but I would even say that getting your your group together, your village together, however you want to call it, um, seeing different perspectives if you and a few other people are reading the same book get their perspectives so that you can kind of have that discussion and have a forum and then of course if you have somebody available to you who is in the process or in the industry and um, the profession then you can kind of bounce the ideas off of them and have that two-way discussion if you will of insight so you're getting insight from whoever's doing it and then you're also providing them insight as to what it is that people are talking about who may not be in the industry
1: absolutely like it's like knights of the round table like creating creating oh, yeah. a mastermind you just you just bounce each other's thoughts and ideas off of each other and then you create Correct. something even more like the saying two two heads are better than one and what's better oh, yeah. than two heads any number more than two
0: <laughs> I i've never heard that before but okay
1: <laughs> yeah i just made that up straight off the top straight off the top <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <no. laughs> okay uh, next question okay so like what are some of the strategies that you use to help your clients find find the right home when you when you were um a, a broker or like when mm-hmm. you were actively in you know residential re- correct thank you
0: yes <laughs> yes still a broker just in a different sector
1: When um, you were actively a residential broker there we go
0: yes (laughs) um so i'm not sure if you remember hopefully you do because then this will really be a testimony to the work that i put forth um we didn't know
1: yes i do remember (laughs) sat down in your office and and, go ahead
0: yes and i mean it's a fully detailed assessment of you you know, because at the end of the day, it's not my house. I'm not buying the house. I'm just looking for it and negotiating the deal for you. So doing a full on assessment as to what it is that you want. And then also understanding what it is that you actually need. Because a lot of times people get, you know, stuck on HGTV, or Zillow, or you know your mom and them and they think that everything that you're gaining from all of these sources is what they want or need and it's really not so I do a full-on assessment to really understand the client what they're looking for and then we get down to the nitty-gritty where you know I get all in the goods I'm like well how much money you got how much money you have saved up What's your car note looking like? <laughs> like you know, understanding those numbers so that before I pass you along to a loan officer, um, or if you have a loan officer, because I will ask for their information too. I think you remember, like when we were talking with your loan officer, I was like, "Let me have this information so I could talk to him myself." Just to have an understanding, yeah. and it's no disrespect, you know, to the client, but to really make sure that everybody is on one accord. And then when we do the assessment, I keep that assessment. And as we're doing, you know, we're looking for the house. If you start veering off this way, I'm going to be like, but what does this assessment say? Like, this is what we talked about. So has this changed? You know, kind of reeling them back in, which there's no problem with changing your mind. You're going to see things that are going to change your mind. But at the same time, like, let's focus. Let's stay in this lane here. You going over here, let's bring it right back here so that we can get to the end goal which is buying that property
1: absolutely because like i've <laughs> i vividly remembered like when you when we looked at the first house which is ultimately the house you wanted to show me and the house that i chose i was on mm-hmm. the i was on the but i was like eh, i don't know like what, what else mm-hmm. do you got and then mm-hmm. you showed me other properties and then i was like yeah, let's go back and get that. And then you <laughs> said, "I remember, I remember the line you said. I had to show you what you didn't want, so mm-hmm. that way you knew that this was the mm-hmm. right choice to make." And I, I thank you so much for that. <laughs>
0: you're welcome. <laughs> I think I, I don't think I've missed yet. Like I've, you know, done it with everybody. I don't think I've had a miss yet. So I'm gonna keep that record going. Oh, so you Steph Curry, <laughs> you Steph Curry yeah you know yeah I like,
1: uh, yeah oh steph curry got it for you my bad
0: <laughs> <laughs> no misses <laughs> all
1: right um now what are you doing right now that will help you move forward in the next 30 days
0: hmm so i just enrolled into um A course actually so it's for commercial um and it's actually for retail um understanding how to negotiate retail properties um as i said earlier like commercial is just a different beast and when it comes to the leases let me give you an example so uh commercial leases they are of longevity most of the time. So it's not for one year that you're negotiating, you're talking about five at a minimum. Uh, And so if you are negotiating, like for one that I'm working on right now, it's actually a 30 year lease that I'm negotiating where we have what's called options. And in between that 30 years, you can exercise different options in between. And so what I'm doing is writing a 30 year lease, but I have six five year options. That that's a whole mouthful. So every five years we're looking at something different, whether it be an increase, whether it be, you know, I'm gonna negotiate with the landlord and say like, hey, I need to get money for paint where they'll give you an allotment so that you can paint the either exterior or interior because at the end of the day, it's still their property, right? So they have right. to maintain or we maintain it, but they also want to maintain it for a long period of time too. So um, I just enrolled into that course and there's designations that follow it. And it really just, it's almost like adding MD, but from a real estate side. <laughs> <laughs> to my name so i'll be a broker and then i'll have additional designations behind my name
1: okay so, yeah and um <laughs> when you talk about like the commercial you know retail are we talking like uh like shopping centers and you know like uh like plazas where All you have like multiple different multiple different um le- leases mul- yeah mm-hmm. multiple different storefronts and stuff hmm
0: yep So, and I mean, it's, I'm doing anything from shopping plazas to um, land deals to place, you know, I don't know, an ATM, um, a light pole, like, like I said, there are so many different nuances to commercial that I'm just like, wow, I I didn't know a light pole needed a lease. I didn't know a light pole needed a ground lease. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah
1: it's a yeah, that's additional <laughs> income right there like that's on my property you want to put right. a light you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay me
0: right but then you know for me from a residential standpoint i'm like but that makes sense to put a light there you have people walking in the parking lot is that not a safety issue but at the end of the day people are here to make bank one way <laughs> another. That is true. so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's what that i'm working true. i'm working on designations right now
1: Okay, I absolutely love it. I love it. Um, now, what is some advice that you can give to to home buyers and also advice that you can give to people looking to do what you do?
0: Okay, um for home buyers, be a hundred percent real with yourself as to why you want to pursue you know, a transaction, whether it's for investment purposes, uh, whether it's for a personal purpose, whether it's for somebody else, like really be um, honest with yourself because I have, especially 2020, 2021, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen how this market has been crazy. Right. And a lot of people have jumped into um, real estate transactions and, they have what's called buyer's remorse. They get into the property Mm -hmm. and they either hate it. Right. Exactly. They either hate it because, you know, it's not really what they wanted or it's not meeting the needs that they needed it to make. Or they're what I call house poor. They get into the house and all they had was money for the down payment and not realizing like, well, I need to decorate my house or I actually need furniture to live in this house. So, you know really having the understanding and i'm gonna just put this in here i am working on a book right now that has all of this involved oh yeah
1: <clears throat> okay yo keep yeah. us updated on that keep <laughs> us updated. you're gonna push will. that out
0: i am i definitely am because i mean that that was the narrative and it was unfortunate that was the narrative but that was really the narrative and i i i can count i need more hands than these 10 you know 10 phalanges i have here i need more hands to count how many nightmares I've heard of people just saying, like, I really hate that I did that to myself. So, um, yeah, so really just understanding what it is you want and working with a professional, um, and, and make sure that you interview these professionals too. Like a lot of people, they jump on the bandwagon of dealing with these agents and, you know, not to say that agents have to keep a relationship, but, those who are in the industry will say that real estate is really a relational industry. It is all about creating these relationships. So if it's a, a broker or an, an agent who's just like, yep, I'm going to sell you a house, you'll never hear from them again. Well, okay. Yeah, I don't think you did your due diligence when you interviewed them. So yeah, you have vet them. You
1: have to <laughs> vet them because your you network is your net worth. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: I mean, I've
0: never been afraid to tell somebody like I may not be the agent for you. You know, like that's just the reality of it, because some people wanted glitter and butterflies. And when it comes to real estate transaction, I'm not a glitter and butterflies type of broker. You know, let's do the job and then we'll talk about glitter and butterflies at the end after we close.
1: So (laughs) So that's that. Get to the details. Prepare you first. Right.
0: You're okay. Right. Let's handle and, business, okay? <laughs>
1: absolutely. And and next, um, like advice for someone who wants to do what you do in the industry.
0: Um, don't be afraid to start from the bottom. Like I think a lot of people they are jumping in, uh, thinking that it's like a get rich quick situation when it comes to real estate, and it's not. Um, like Small I said process. at the beginning, I'm going in year 14, you know, and I'm essentially starting over uh, to some degree now that I'm going into commercial. So, you know, really, um, don't don't be afraid of starting from the bottom, because I think that it will actually reveal to you why you want to pursue or if you're going to continue pursuing a certain industry, especially when they're young, you know, you can get your license at 18 and Heck, I mean do it for a few years and if you're like listen I'm, I'm tired of this <laughs> make a change you know and and this is not to say that people who are at a more mature age can't do that but again just leave, give yourself options try things out and, and start from the bottom there's nothing wrong with that
1: absolutely and it's never too late to start you, you gotta you have to commit to being a lifelong learner. Because things oh, yeah. are always gonna change and you have to be able to adapt and adapt quickly. But just as yep. long as you never give up, you good. Yep.
0: Yep. So it's it's not uh it's not instagram don't let don't let social media fool you into what this, what this is oh, <laughs> and no. I think a lot of us uh veterans are saying it to people i I seen an interview today and the agent was like, uh if you think you getting rich like off of one deal mm-mm. the average real estate agent makes the average makes forty thousand dollars a year
1: only forty thousand. And is that that's based off of the average of like how many, how many deals or how many transactions? Um,
0: well, it just depends because remember, the commission, it could be structured differently. That's true. So, you know, you could do a, a bunch of $100,000 deals and you're only getting 3% off of, that's $3,000. And then you have to split it with your broker. <laughs> mm. So there's that.
1: You got to get your hustle <laughs> so that, on now.
0: Right. So that 40,000.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. But um, going back to what you said earlier, it's like um, you're not going to get rich quick in real estate because the the faster it comes, the faster it goes. And the best Mm -hmm. way to do it is to just take it day by day, year by year and build your wealth slowly, because that is how it's done. And when you do it that way, it's going to last longer. You do it. You take your time with it and just commit to it. And you'll look up in 20, 30 years and you'll have a lifelong legacy that you great, that you can pass down to your great, great grandchildren. And that is generational wealth. That's what we're after here.
0: Right. Right. But I will say, too, I, I get iffy sometimes when I hear the generational wealth. Phrase being thrown out there like don't get me wrong that's definitely something that you know we're striving for but i think people get so caught up with it and they're instantly looking for that gratification to say that they've made it not realizing that one you have to set your mindset like you said of learning constantly learning you know um and just knowing that it is what Nip- nipsey said he said it's it's a marathon so it's a
1: marathon that's yep. <laughs> a peace of the great one legend Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. (laughs)
0: All
1: right. And now we're at like my favorite part of the podcast. So as as my listeners know, my Lubari listeners, I'm going to call you all my LLs from now on. Not not (laughs) LL Cool J, but Lubari is two L's. LLs. Okay. Watch. It'll catch on. It'll catch on. (laughs) All right. So as y'all know, I like nice things and I like to talk about the nice things that real estate can buy us. So Chanel, mm-hmm. if you don't mind telling us with your passive income, what have you gotten for yourself and your family or what are you working towards getting? Um.
0: Okay. This sounds really funny, but you know, first of all, I'm a mom. Say it, okay. Say it. So I'm a mom of two little ones and uh, it sounds corny, but I, you know, I made it happen with passive income, taking my kids and my whole family, really, to Disney World in California. So, it was all expense. Like, everything was just paid for. There, was, I didn't even blink an eye. I just said, you know, to Darius, my husband, I was like, I want to go to Disney. I want to take the kids to Disney. And he was like, okay, I mean, that's a drive. I said, no, I want to go to California. <laughs> so, you know, it was... It was an experience like no other, you know, I know my son, like, my my girl, she's still too young, but I know my son, like, just seeing his face light up, that was something I was able to cherish, and, you know, like, the money was still flowing, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't miss a beat, so... That that was something that was great. Now something that I am working towards, and you know, honey, I I know you heard me, so I, I'm glad we're saying it on this forum, so I could really hold you to it. That G wagon mm. in matte green mm. with the black rims Ooh. and red and I want the red interior. Like I'm talking about. At first I thought I wanted about. a different interior, but I think I really want the red interior. No, you so. you
1: gotta go with the red letter seats. Like that that that's not even that's not even negotiable. <laughs> It's got to be red yeah, so
0: So that, that is what I, I'm working on. Like, you know, yeah. We got to get
1: that <laughs> look, G-Wagon. I'm after look, the same look. thing. Said, so am I going to be all black? <laughs> all black on the outside. I want that midnight package. And you okay. got to have the red leather seats. Ooh. Mm.
0: Yes, I want I want the custom matte green paint. Thank you.
1: Oh, don't worry we're gonna get it we're gonna get it we're gonna keep working we're gonna teach we're gonna keep striving and it's gonna be all right.
0: no we almost there look we almost there but i'm gonna tell you though can i just plug this in there as well from the passive ahead. income
1: side Go ahead.
0: um like one once upon a time the goal was a matter of being able to make six figures and have six figures saved up right mm-hmm. been able to meet those goals thank god but I'm still, like, in the place where, like, like I, I just don't see it to buy certain things, like like Louis Vuitton or Prada bags or, you know, stuff like that. Like, I could buy a bunch of them, but I just have no no oomph to do it. And so I, I would encourage people to know that, you know, the, the look of things versus being able to do things are two different avenues so just you know wanted to plug that in there
1: <laughs> that's absolutely right hey don't go broke yeah. trying to look rich you know, correct it's, it's, exactly. a, it's about being frugal too yes you is mm-hmm. it's about having having the ability to buy the things that you want and go where you want and having the freedom that you that you want to do it's not about being flashy you know it's not about showing the world hey look i got this shiny thing it's like no no it's just hey i work my butt off and i Mm. deserve to have something nice it's not that i'm trying to flex or anything it's it's a reward it's a matter
0: of priorities and your priorities change like the you know like your priorities change as you level up you think about things differently, your intentions are differently, like, you know, it all comes with the territory, I believe. And, and I feel like it just brings another sense of humbleness. Like I feel like I put my money towards different things that are meaningful, you know? So,
1: yeah. Hey, well, you look, It's all about creating the freedom to do that. And that's, right. that's, that's the beauty. Of it. That's the beauty.
0: Exactly. Of it.
1: All right, so Chanel, so, yeah. before we head out, do you have anything that you want to leave the the audience?
0: Um. Well, I mean, I just say love, peace, blessings to everybody to prosper, to understand that it is a marathon. You know, it's not a sprint. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions, especially being able to have resources like this podcast where you can, you know, get information and and especially. Like, kudos to you, though, like, for doing yeah. this. because Yeah, because, I mean, you've been talking about this. And and to be a testament of somebody who said that they're going to do something. And literally, like, every year has been something different for you. So kudos to you for doing that. And then, Thank of you. course, I, I'm just going to plug in, like, I got my Karoo Candles and I got the book coming out. So, you hey, know. Hey, go
1: ahead now.
0: All right, to you, that homes is the website. So check me out
1: okay there we go there we go hey hey can you repeat that so where can the audience the lls those lls where can those listeners find you how can they reach you
0: so uh instagram my name is nonsense underscore nelly and that's n-e-l-l-i-e i think i'm funny to be frank so you know you'll be very well entertained on the instagram page uh but the website is Venchie's. so b-e-n-c-h-i dot homes with an s and that's where you'll find the insightful information from candles to the book that will be released q1 and then uh, i'm working on putting the blog back up because it seems like a lot of people are looking for a lot more information so
1: yeah (laughs) there we go i love it i love it and i love seeing your progress chanel as always and um, (laughs) once again thank you for you know accepting the invite to the lubari real estate podcast and thank you for all the information that that you were able to you know like give give to the audience your information your experience and and your viewpoints like we we really appreciate it
0: um thank you again i appreciate it i'll be back okay invite me back because this was fun
1: (laughs) all right Oh, look round two coming up let's do it (laughs) Sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> and no problem. All right, Lubari listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Lubari Real Estate podcast. We will see you next week Tuesday and I hope you have a wonderful day and remember, shoot for the moon. And even if you miss, you will land among the stars. I know I said that that last episode, but remember, to remember what I just said. <laughs> That's good all right <laughs>